Hello and welcome back to another Town Hall slash podcast done by eBlitz. I'm your host, Luke Keldon. It's always joined by Mike, aka Surfser, and Aaron. How are you doing, guys? Good, thanks. Good. Good to hear. And um, we're joined by our special guest, which is uh, Euphira. Michael, how are you doing? Uh, doing amazing today. I was just telling everybody. I, uh, I fin- I'm basically done with my full pot of coffee, finishing up the last cup, and <laughs> glad today is Friday. There's no complaints there, and so I hope everybody that's listening and just to the three of you, you guys have an amazing day today, and uh, enjoy the weekend for sure. Yeah, definitely echo those sentiments. It's always good to get morning coffee in as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah, exactly, and yeah, Friday, and over here, it's actually... I'm in London as well, uh, which is where Aaron and Mike are too. And there's actually sun. It's nice. It's a nice day. This is quite surprising. They were telling me. I I believe that they said they were from Wales. If I if I heard correctly, and that you get nonstop rain, and so you were joining them to get a little sunshine. Love to hear it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) down south to pick up some rays. Um, Yeah, uh, thanks for obviously joining us. We really do appreciate it taking time to have a chat. And uh, yeah, we got some questions that we'd like to jump into and ask you if that's all good. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the first one that we have down is, uh, what was the first game that really got you into gaming? I mean, that that goes back to the late 90s. Um, I had so many games, I would say, that really made a, made a difference in my life. I mean, I could think to early high school and middle school of playing Modern Warfare 2 and trying out for for optic at that time for the quick scope clan that was going but if i really had to to like pinpoint a game i would go way back to probably james bond 007 golden eye i think it released in like 97 uh, i just remember you know sitting down as a little boy and, and always trying to beat the boss i forgot what his name was but uh, and always getting the golden gun but golden eye is a game that i could play still to this day and i would never get tired of it i never get bored of it and to possibly some of the listeners that was on the nintendo 64 which now at least to me in my generation that's like the the golden age of of consoles and systems and so uh, i've been trying to find a way to get connected with one of those again and uh, that was really like the the one place that i found myself you know being able to connect with my dad as well uh, my family uh, at that time, I was going through a little bit of some hard things with divorce and stuff, and so that was a it was a place for me just to feel connected with my father, which was amazing. So, yeah, that's always something nice. Yeah, that you can that you can bond over and have that that time that you can look back on fondly. Um, <laughs> weirdly, actually, Goldeneye is a game that hasn't been brought up before, but that is a game from as well my sort of era growing up that I just always look back and think, God, what a game. Yeah, well, I can such good times. I, I can literally think. I mean, all of my friends and and everybody that I've at least connected with that's around my age, they they mention you know James Bond, they mention Mario Kart, uh, mm-hmm. Smash Bros. I think it was also back in the day. But James Bond seems to be the game that everybody that I know of was into or at least played at one point or another. And so. Uh, I would say from being in the 90s, that was that game that you just wanted to be a part of. And then obviously going into the movie series and stuff, it, it made mm-hmm. it so that you you felt an attachment to this movie, this series that continued and is still continued throughout our adulthood. So yeah, definitely love the James Bond for sure. Yeah, it's an yeah. iconic game. Yeah, with GoldenEye too. I think that was one of the first games that I played like multiplayer of. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the dual screen on the yeah. little uh, old, what is that? Uh, how big were those TVs back then? They like 20, 22 inches or something? They were yeah. absolutely tiny. But yeah. We used, to have, yeah. we used to have like a little cardboard box set up where one person would lay down and the other person <laughs> would sit up see. and then you couldn't see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, those... the arguments from people. Are oh, you looking at my side of the screen? <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to. Screen peeking, we used to call it. <laughs> Stop screen yeah. peeking. Yep. Yeah. That's so good. Um, do you. 
have any like um, bars, Michael, in, in in your area or something? Like we've got some bars that are doing retro gaming style. I can't remember the name of them, but basically you go in, uh, you can have a drink and stuff, and you can buy like um, these sort of coins, and then you can just play all the old games. Uh, and Goldeneye was set up there, and I played that recently. It was so good going back to it. I can't say if we do or if we don't. I actually don't drink myself, uh, so I usually don't go out to those places. And I've got like just about every console I could imagine or want to have or play in my area. So usually, I, if I want to jump onto a game, I'll play it at my own house. But I do know that we've got you know the game stops and stuff that they'll usually have little systems set up. Um, but I'm not sure if we have like a, a full-on esports bar type of thing. That that's almost like an idea that I should start here in the states just to see if that kick off. Because I mean, thinking back to to how many of us grew up loving video games, I know that just as as adults, we still love them just as much. So that might be an idea to bring up for for us in the oh, states. Yeah, yeah. It, honestly, it's such a good time because I'm like, yeah, I'm not a massive drinker either, to be honest. Um, and I know you said you don't drink, but like me and my friends went there and literally. It was all about just playing games together because obviously playing multiplayer in person. I mean, m- maybe not for you, but for, like for my friend group, that seems to be kind of a thing of the past because everyone's online, so you kind of jump in parties and stuff. Yeah. So going into a, like a place set up for that, just so much fun. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, go ahead, sorry, sorry, sir. Go, on, Michael. You good? I, I was just gonna say, I, I, I was thinking back to when I was in in middle school and high school and. I don't see it anymore. I'm sure it still does happen. And I probably don't see it because I'm not the age. But um, I used to um, countless times, I mean, my friends and I, we'd all bring our consoles over to the same house and all of our TVs. And there'd be, you know, four or five, six different Xboxes. And we'd all be yeah. playing games. Oh, the against parties. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The landlines. Yeah. And now those are kind of gone just because of the ability to connect online. So uh, I think a lot of people miss on how much fun that really is to be just in the same same place playing the game with each other it brings a whole di- different competitiveness out in people i believe so yeah that is honestly such a nostalgia thought for me because i remember the days like um getting the football uh, uh, soccer for you uh, michael um getting the 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 group together setting up console upstairs setting up a console downstairs and going in between seeing what games who can <laughs> jump on next to play oh. <laughs> yeah so it's good times yeah did you uh i don't i you were talking about i i believe playing fifa uh did you guys ever do so we we would always do this thing where you would get a random team basically so you know how you'd press a button and roll a random Mm -hmm. team for you you would do that two times and then you you were able to choose out of those two teams which team you wanted to use however if you didn't like either of those teams you could roll one more time but if you were to roll one more time you had to use that third team no matter what you couldn't go back to the first two it made it so fun you'd run into people like like barcelona and then you'd run into somebody who'd have the worst team it was just i don't know it made it a little bit different and kind of gave it the random um still do it to this day to be fair stuff like that yeah like you're playing fifa and it's like right i'll count you down pressing around the butt like three two one stop love that. i love <laughs> there that. you go you want to chance it and it's like yeah. oh yeah i don't yeah. like this team <laughs> yeah. fair, usually yeah, Chris, crystal point. palace is un- uncontested and no one minds if i actually pick crystal palace so if we're playing just <laughs> premier league like it's fine team. oh yeah they're like a they're, they're like the best team in england basically Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a that's definitely a lie. <laughs> uh, uh, that's Mike's team, but uh, yeah, the best team's Liverpool. There you go. I'm just I'm not like <laughs> <I got> you. <laughs> no, but yeah, as you can see, we just have uh, you can just have friendly friendly ban- uh, rivalries and stuff like that with the with the FIFA games and Absolutely. yeah. 
especially over here is pretty big. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's move on to the second question we got down, and it's uh, what's your best game in memory slash highlight that comes to mind? I think you know, for me, it it goes back to that childhood, and um, I, we kind of hit it on a hit on it a little bit but for me you know it was definitely the weekend tournaments that my friends would host at their houses um you know like i was saying we'd all often bring you know anywhere from four to five xboxes and we'd play fifa we'd play madden all night long um and usually whoever was winning or who hadn't lost yet or who's on the longest win streak would be on the biggest tv we kind of called it like the main stage um (laughs) and i just think back to those times a lot when life was much more simple um you know i i remember being 14 15 16 17 and always saying to myself gosh you know i can't wait to get out of my parents house gosh i can't wait to get out of here i can't wait to get my own place i can't wait to be able to do the things that i want to do when i want to do them and like looking back on life like truly how simple was life as we were 14 15 you know some of us we might we might have had to go and work some of us we might have had you know extra school activities that we had to do but we didn't have like all these expectations of paying bills all these expectations of going and working 40 hours and so life was just much more simple and the main task of the day was to have fun and to learn something new. And so mm-hmm. um, I would really take it back to those those times of just being being able to have those landline parties with all my friends and and really just enjoying that space with each other. Um, I can't even think of the last time that you know four to five of us were all together. Um, mainly, it's because some of them have kids and and wives and stuff. And so uh, I would go back to that time with with just having having the whole family, as I like to call my friends, together and then enjoying our company and our space with each other for sure. Yeah, that honestly, that sounds so similar for me as well. I I can connect on, on with that on so many levels. It's just such a simpler time, like you said, and basically seeing friends every day, school, doing activities together, playing games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure all of your parents had said it at one point or another, and, and if they haven't, you know, probably probably smart on them. But my dad always said, you know, whenever you're old, you're gonna wish that you weren't, and you know, as you yeah. as you move out, you're gonna wish that you were back here, and that that was so true. But when he told me it, I, I truly all the time it was like you're lying, like you're just saying this to make me feel better in this moment. And and truly, if any of you that are listening are young, or any of you that are tuning in are young enjoy being in your parents' house, enjoy being able to eat their food and, and, and live off them and live with them. Because as you grow, you just start to realize like, not only do you lose connections, but you lose time. And time is the only thing that truly we are, we have no control over. And so um, mm-hmm. if you can find a, a way to grasp the time that you have with them and in that, in that atmosphere, even if it is a little painful, cause you've got to do the chores and stuff. Um, I promise you it's a lot better and easier than uh, working every day. I mean, you don't <laughs> get the holidays and stuff that you used to back with summer and spring break mm-hmm. and all that. So um, that's true. kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I completely agree. Uh, living in the moment, I think is key for a lot of people instead of exactly. looking forward all the time. And I think it's harder to do as we're young because we really don't understand what the moment is, you know? Like, we're still so young in life. I mean, 10, 11, 12, 13, if you think of the the, the length of life, that is so, so short. And so um, finding a way to just enjoy it and, and really relay that information to people that are young to find ways for them to enjoy their young life because you're only young once. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with that, you know? For me, it's, I guess, you know, even more pertinent. I, I did lose my, my mother a, a couple of years back. And I think a lot of the motivation behind creating eBlitz was exactly that, to actually, you know, bring that happiness back. Um, I, I, in many ways, I do feel the online life today um, actually isolates you a little bit more because mm-hmm. what's, what you perceive as a connection comes so easily just by you tapping open a window 
and turning into a feed of content somehow and start reading, you know, some some tweets and, and social network updates. Um, Correct. Actually, miss the essence of interaction, which is that togetherness. Um, and and I think that's that's uh, that's the bit I I really come to realize that I missed. Um, and um, you know. Yeah, and I real quick. Back. Real quick, just, you know, uh, I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing that about your your mom and your family, uh, you know, sending you energy and love no matter how long it's been. That's never easy, um, truly. So I appreciate you sharing that. But I think Aaron's channeled it, channeled it well and pushed it into the e-blitz ethos now and bringing other love people it. together. Love it. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's never easy, obviously, losing losing loved ones and like you said, living in the moment and just being appreciative of those around you. I think it's a very strong message. Um, yeah, uh, you don't always look too far ahead. That's for sure. Um, yeah, sorry, Mike, did you, were you going to say something else? I feel like I might have cut you off at one point. No, no, you, we were good there. You, you're going to have to call me, sir, this game, uh, this call as well. Just oh, to yeah. Like... <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we're, both, we're both Michael, so... <laughs> Yeah. yeah okay that's a good that's a very good point if you um, want you can call me mike you can call him michael if that makes it easier i don't mind okay that works okay, too. I'll go, can you remember that yeah look? <laughs> i'll probably go with sir okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah yeah um yeah sir did i felt as well like i might cut you off at one point did you have anything you wanted to to bring up um if i did i've forgotten now so no <laughs> no worries. all right cool i just wanted to make sure just in case um yeah no worries um Right, yeah, so moving on, and um, what I have down here is, what's your proudest gaming moment? Is, is there a moment that sticks that um, that you're particularly proud of? Yeah, I mean, when I think of like being proud, it's, it's definitely a, a different vision whenever I actually look at the word being proud. Um, but if I was to actually like say the proudest gaming moment that I had, uh, it was probably one of the first uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare tournaments that I won on Game Battles. Um, I don't know if any of you know what Game Battles is, but it's basically this online world where you you register and link your accounts, and then you you can either register and pay for tournaments, and then get paid if you win those tournaments. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, I won one, and that was I just remember back in that day feeling so excited and and just. I don't know. It was almost like hard work paid off. Um, I played sports my whole entire life, and so any time with sports, if you if you put in the work and you gave the effort and you were to win the game, you you almost got that gratification right away. Well, I was never finding that on video games. Like I, I always wanted to compete, but I felt like a lot of times in the basic lobbies, you know, there was never really much of a competition. I felt like I steamed rolled a lot of the lobbies, or I just didn't I didn't feel like there was much of a challenge. And so I found this you know competitive website, and I finally started to compete in tournaments and stuff. And then eventually it was like, okay, this is where I belong because I needed that that competition or that drive to keep me, mm -hmm. keep me fueled, I guess you could say. Um, and so really that first time that I won that tournament, I just remember screaming and jumping up and down and then getting that first payout of just being like, Oh my gosh, like I, I won money playing a video game. And, <laughs> to think back on it too is I could even tie this into my dad. Uh, you know, my dad used to always tell me, you know, don't play video games. Like, get off the video game. You're never going to be able to do anything in life with this. And I think that's one of the false false things that our our parents tell us because I actually I'm a firm believer that in our lifetime, it might be by the time that we're all in our 50s and 60s, but I truly do believe that we're going to see video games being played on TV more than we are going to see football or soccer or hockey on TV. Um, and I think that we kind of got a glimpse of that 
of the Call of Duty, um, what was it, the Call of Duty World Championship or whatever. It was on, it was on like ESPN. Uh, and then also even the Fortnite World Cup. It was, I mean, it was hosted in a professional football stadium. And just to think that an esports yeah. competition was to, I mean, it brought millions of people together. Um, you see it on Twitch daily with the amount of viewers that are on there. And so uh, I truly do believe that uh, our society, we're going to see more, more esports being around and and i think that just knowing that i didn't allow my dad to change my perspective on video games is i guess another proud moment that i have and to any of you if you want to be a content creator if you want to be a gamer uh, don't let anybody dim your light don't let anybody tell you otherwise even if it is family um, sometimes those people try to shut doors on us but you you gotta you gotta live your life and keep the doors open that you think are best for you and so i uh, trust the process and and get after it yeah for sure. I feel like, yeah, I agree. Gaming is definitely growing because, and, and obviously just growing year by year. And I feel like obviously I might not have been the same maybe for you in the, in the States, but I felt like in the nineties growing up, there was like stigma of, um, Oh, if you play video games that you're a nerd. Oh yeah. And yet oh. now it's more like pop culture. Like it's like the cool kids. Oh yeah. They all play <laughs> games. Yeah. Like I, every uh... cool kid plays now. So my dad was more concerned, I think, from what I recall, you know, of me becoming lazy or, you know, me never right. developing yeah. skills, which, I mean, already there are scientific studies that show, you know, people that play video games have, you know, faster hand-eye coordination and all this and all that. And it's, I don't know, I, I truly do believe that there's more to gaming than people think. Um, I obviously think, though, that, you know, you know, you need to be healthy with it, make sure that you're still going out and getting your daily activity. Um, physical body movement's important, but... Um, People, I mean, we see pros play, you know, eight to 12 hours a day of games that they're trying to be the best in the world at. I think if you want to be the best at anything, you've got to put the time in. And it's the same thing with your job. I mean, all of us, if, you know, if you guys are employed, I'm not sure, but I work eight hours a day, sometimes 10, and that's because I want to do my job well. And so if you want to be a pro streamer, if you want to be a pro content creator, a pro gamer, you got to put in the time and the effort. And so, um, yeah, definitely leave, yeah. leave it at that. To master any skill like you were touching on, yeah, you have to put in the effort. And, you know, gaming's not different in that sense at all. Um, when it comes to the tournament, then, I just wanted to ask, like, how difficult was it to win? If you can remember, like, was, was the skill level high or did you remember uh, thinking when you were playing it, like, oh, man, that was, that was tough, but I'm glad I won. I'll be honest with you, I, I played in, geez, probably well over 100, 200 tournaments on game battles. Um, I think I've, I've probably won close to 20 or 30. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, they're, they're definitely not like easy. Um, every now and then you run into people and you swear they're cheating, but you go and watch their streams and you just realize like they're legitimately that good at the game. And um, yeah. that's, that's, that's the truth though, is like you will find people in this world that are so outstanding at, at anything. And it, it almost is like they're cheating because they're just that much better. Um, and, and I really think that like Fortnite gives you that perspective. I mean, you look at some of the pros on Fortnite, like clicks and all the other, all the other big names. I mean, the way that they edit, and move and and do all these things in a matter of a second it's mind-boggling and i play the game all the time and i can't even do half of what they do and i put in so much time and effort but it, it also just goes to show that the people that are the one percent and what i mean by that is you know the the top tier the top quality they are just so much better and it's nothing against anybody it, it could be just the time that they put in or it could just be that their brain and their their body movements fit perfectly for this given task and so uh, it's just it's kind of inspiring to see people be so good at something it, it, it truly for me personally it makes me realize that there's something in this world that i am meant to do that i am meant to be really really good at it's just a matter of finding it yeah for sure.
And touching on that as well, like, as you were saying, um, you know, people are like, oh, they're cheating. I mean, I still play with friends to this day, you know, they all get killed and they're like, how? And they watch the kill cam, they're like, oh, he's, he's got to be hacking. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, well, maybe he's just better than you or she's just better than you. <laughs> you know, it's just the way it is sometimes we get killed by better players in competitive online shooters anyway um that's the main one that we play so yeah it's always funny isn't it <laughs> everyone just reverts oh no he must be cheating <laughs> yep. i feel no, like that's almost the go-to nowadays if somebody beats you it's like oh they must be cheating but in reality most people they're probably just better and like it's not the end of the world you know it's like get better at the game spend some more time on it and that's the other thing too is is i used to get so angry when i lost at video games i mean i can truly remember being 10 years old and you know throwing my controller at my wall and like now i've gotten to the point in place where it's like hey why did i get mad back then oh it was because i lost okay well if you lose at something why don't you just improve and so uh to anybody if you if you find yourself getting frustrated rather than getting frustrated that you lost in a game evaluate how you lost so maybe in Fortnite you didn't you know close behind you maybe in call of duty you didn't check your left side as you were getting ready to go through and then make those adjustments for the next game and then just continue to make adjustments every time you lose and eventually you'll get to the point in the place where it's almost like you're ready for everything you're you're ready for every um everything that's thrown at you in a way so mm -hmm. yeah there's definitely ways to improve and also uh the old you get think about how much more money you're going to be spending replacing controllers and stuff yeah. of whatever you broke. Yeah, no longer my parents' money for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do miss that as well. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> yeah, getting your own consoles and stuff, they only get like, oh yeah, that's a, that's an expense. But, uh, um, you know, speaking of obviously gaming and transitioning this into streaming, I wanted to ask what was it that made you really want to start streaming in the first place? Oh, well... Um, you know, my entire life, I've been a, I've been a very hyper individual, uh, a little bit more, um, I would say, than most people. Um, m when I was a kid, I really had a, a hard time fitting in because of my energy. A lot of people thought I was doing it for uh, attention or because I, you know, I didn't like that other people were talking or whatever. And in reality, you know, I, my idols in life were, you know, Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler, Robin Williams, Jim Carrey, and so. Uh, Youth Era gave me this opportunity where they said, hey, you know, COVID's coming in. We need to find a way to connect with people online. And I realized truly that, you know, I can make a difference in people's life, whether it was through humor, whether it was through just conversation, or whether it was just by being true and being real. Um, so many, I've ran into so many content creators, and it's like, they give this face front of who they are. And then literally it's like, if they get partner, all of a sudden you see who they really are. That streamer that they were for the first year of their content creation is not who they actually are. They just wanted you to assume that so that you could help them get to partner. Um, and like my goal is not to, ever, to be honest with you, like if I ever hit partner, whatever, but that's not my goal. My goal is to let the world know, you know, if you need support, I'm going to support the heck out of you. Uh, if you want somebody to talk to, I'm there for you. Um, and trying to change this dynamic and this this idea that Twitch is just this place where there's a bunch of toxicness and hate that goes along because it is. And a lot of people uh, try to deny that, but there's so much hate and so much uh, toxic traits that are on Twitch. And so trying to shift this dynamic of like being a support hub, being a place for people to connect as it is, as that that's kind of how it was developed is, is for people to be able to connect and, and find what it is that they love or enjoy. And so um, if I can help people escape the reality of their life, or if I can help people laugh or smile throughout their day, uh, just by being me on Twitch, um, I'm going to do that. And so I've kind of over this last year and a half found what works for me. And that's being me. 
so many times while streaming. You know, I, I I remember whenever I first started trying to figure out, you know, who who am I going to kind of imitate or copy or whatever? Am I going to copy Ninja Streams? And then eventually it was like, okay, if I do this, I'm going to fail because I'm not Ninja. I'm me. I'm Mike. And so yeah. uh, that's really what I tell everybody. It's like, if you're going to do this, make sure that you do it because you want to do it. Do it for you how you want to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. But I would say yeah. the biggest thing for streaming, it was, it was the opportunity to entertain people and, and connect with people for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, sounds, um, oh sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry, go ahead, sir. I was just going to say, usually we leave like people's questions towards the end of the meeting, but there's a few that I can like jump in now that we're talking about Michael and his stream. Perfect. Yeah, sure. so, so Michael, you spoke about like being yourself on stream and I've lurked quite a few of your streams now and clearly this person has as well. And they're asking, um, do you portray like a happier version of yourself on stream to like spread that positivity or are you naturally just this happy all the time? Um, you know, I, I don't want to lie and I wouldn't say that I'm this happy all the time. Uh, for instance, you know, two weeks ago I had a very unfortunate event that happened in my family. Um, I don't want to dive too deep in it cause I want to keep it somewhat positive on the channel, but, uh, it was very heartbreaking for, for myself and for, for my loved ones in, in my life. And, um, in that given moment, in that given time, you know, I wouldn't say I was, you know, my usual self of uppity spunk, happy, talkative. Um, you know, I was crying at that time. I was down in my emotions, but, uh, you know, I wake up and, and most people, whenever they wake up in the morning, they're, you know, they need 10, 20 minutes to get the day rolling or just to get kind of going before they really do anything. Me, I wake up and I, I truly, I mean, I've been with my girlfriend now for five years and, uh, she would come on if she was awake and tell you this is true, but I wake up in the morning and every day she, she looks at me and she goes, can you please get out? Like I'm still sleeping because I just wake up with so much energy. Um, I've been this way my whole life, but um, to say, am I always this positive? I'm sure not always. I'm sure at times I get mad and angry, but no, I do. I, what you see on camera is who I really am. Uh, I'm a hyper spastic individual. Um, to be honest with you though, I, and a lot of people don't realize this or believe me when I tell them this, but uh, I actually have a huge fear of being on camera. Um, it took me a really, really long time to get over this. Uh, my family, like growing up, I think, I think we might have five pictures of me as a kid because I never, ever wanted to be on camera. I never wanted my picture to be taken. And so, um, streaming has also helped me grow into the person that I am, um, or that I have wanted to be, um, a big dream of mine has always been to act or, or do comedy. And, and, and truly the reason is, is cause, um, there's like, I, like I've said countless times today, there's so much hate in this world. Uh, if I could, if I can leave a mark or, or every day put a smile on one person's face then I'm happy, I'm doing my job. Um, I'm contributing to society in a positive way, at least for myself. And so uh, that's the biggest thing is just trying to make sure that whenever my time does end on this planet, that I'm, I'm happy with what I've done. Uh, and I, I feel that I've connected with people, which I know I'm doing. And so, yeah. So how do you can do- I um, just jump in quickly? Sorry, sir. Go for it. I just, I just wanted to ask quickly, how did you, um, overcome the the fear of being on camera then like uh, was I was it... about to ask <laughs> yeah oh, there um, you go. <laughs> I, I can't really say that i've i've overcome it uh it's still something that I, i'm working on which it, it probably sounds weird uh because i stream you know three times a week but uh my my girlfriend you know she tries to remind me because i a lot of my my issue is you know self-image and self-reflection i've never been a fan of the way that i look um, however, as I've gotten older, I've started to realize like this image, right? This, this body that I have and the, the way that I look, 
it's it's a layer, right? Like a, a car, for instance, a, a Ferrari. The the visual image of a Ferrari might be really really nice because it's that red. You know, you can see all the nice lines and stuff. But what's really beautiful about the Ferrari is that V twelve motor, the engine, the you know all the compartments that are underneath the that that shell, as you would say. That's where really the money's at. And so for me, I, I try. I've gotten to the point in my life where I try to tell people, you know, beauty is not the skin. Beauty is not what you just see. Beauty is the heart. Beauty is the mind. Beauty is what somebody gives and how somebody loves. That's what's beautiful. And so um, if I can find a way to remind myself that the way that I the way that I visually look to people is not what really matters. It's about, you know, the effort that I give to them and the conversation that I have with them. Uh, it's made it a lot easier because I can see the way that I look every time I go live. I've got, you know, my visual on and it shows on Streamlabs and I have to take a big breath and just remind myself that. And for a lot of people, self-image is hard to get over, um, especially negative self-image. But um, I think the more that you have people surrounding you that love you and that remind you that they love you, uh, it helps. And this goes back to, I talk about it a lot on stream, but actually having a circle of people that you trust and that you know are true friends. Um, when I was growing up in high school, I, I probably had 30 friends, you know, looking back. Now at, at 20, almost 28 years old, I would say I have five friends. I have plenty of acquaintances, but I would say I've got five people that I know have my back that love me, that be there for me at any point in time. So um, trying to find what's true to you. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. It makes a lot of sense as well. Um, Sorry, also, Sue. No, go ahead. Another question for Michael as well. Um, with your whole kind of demeanor, being yourself on stream, being this like positive figure for people to like look up to and interact with, do you find it kind of difficult to switch into like a more serious mode if someone comes to you with like an issue that they want to talk about or something like that? Um, when I was young, I would say yeah. Um, now, especially with what I do for work, um, I work for youth era. I mean, we're a nonprofit that focuses around like mental health. Uh, and, uh, I don't know, I've, I've just, I've gotten a sense of who I am. Um, and I've also gotten a good sense of, of human interaction and body language and, uh, tone of voice. And I, I can't say it's difficult for me now. Uh, mind you, I've been through a lot of trainings, uh, crisis interventions, things of that nature. And so, um, I do understand how for a lot of people it can be difficult. I mean, I, there's been times where I've been talking about some of the best moments in my life on stream and then all of a sudden somebody came and said, you know, my mom died yesterday and it's like time to flip, you know, time to turn off the light switch and, and go into this mode. And so um, just I, for me, it's not it's not difficult, um, but I do understand how it can be difficult for people. Um, I've been my whole life, though, I've been very good about just going with things and rolling and being able to flow. And so um, I can't say that's too difficult for me, uh, at least not on stream. No, fair enough. And and also and also I, I guess I should say this. It's it's really about like thinking of, you know, what importance of a, of a of an importance level. Like is me finishing the story about how important my day has been or how amazing my day has been, is that more important than maybe, you know, looking at this individual who just lost their mother and talking with them and connecting with them and, and, and trying to support them? I would say that's probably more important than how good my day has been. And so v mentally, just being able to quickly make those notes of time out, Mike, like what you're talking about is secondhand importance to this. And so jumping right over to the most important topic of the day, and that's this person right now, uh, I think helps a lot too. Yeah. Speaking of importance and mental health, though, do you think it's like important for us as just people in general to speak about our mental health? 
Oh, oh yes. Um, I'll share this with everybody. I am. Uh, I was a class clown in middle school and high school. Uh, I played football my whole life. Played baseball my whole life. I was the captain of the football team, captain of the baseball team. Um, in in high school, I'm going to use air quotes because I do not believe that this is actually a thing. But I was too cool for school. Um, I was I was you know the cool kid with quotes. Um, and like, uh, if I could go back into time and just be thoughtful of the way that I spoke to myself and thoughtful of the way that I spoke to people. Um, it would have made my whole high school experience different and, and, and that being for the better. But now at 28, um, you know, I had, um, a close, you know, uh, I don't want to get too, too in depth and hopefully, hopefully I don't cross any lines by speaking about this, but, uh, you know, I got to a, a suicidal point in my life, uh, and that was going through college. Um, I got really, really tired of life. Um, I had a lot of bad things that were happening going on. And a lot of times, you know, you hear, you know, three, three bad things will happen in a row. Well, it felt like 20 bad things were happening in a row and I just couldn't get things going in the direction that I wanted. Mind you at the time I was this, you know, 20 year old man who, uh, growing up in the, in the nineties and early, early two thousands, you know, I was always told, you know, you, you're a man, you're supposed to be strong. You're not supposed to show, you know, weakness. You're not supposed to cry in front of your sisters or in front of your mom. And so I, I really didn't know how to work through the pains that I was feeling as, you know, this, this young adult man going into college. I didn't know how to work through my emotions. And so I got to that breaking point and I talked to my uncle about it and it was like, okay, so I'm, I'm hearing from you, another man that, that you've been in my position in my place and you had to speak on it to, to really let go. And um, if you can find a way to be comfortable talking about uncomfortable things uh, with everybody. And, and I, I truly mean that. I, I mean, I share these conversations with my girlfriend anytime that we're uncomfortable or I'm uncomfortable with my friends, with my parents, uh, and just to open up about the way that you feel. And I mean truly with anything. Uh, if you don't want to go out to a grocery store, express that. Don't, don't just always do things you don't want to do. Express how you feel in the moment. Um, but finding ways to do self-care. And I didn't even know what that was until I was like 25. Uh, but really doing something for you that is just for you. It's not for anybody else. It can be an hour. It can be 10 minutes. It can be a full day. But giving yourself the time and the love that you deserve from you. Um, a lot of us, we support so many people around us, but we never give ourselves that same support and that same love that we deserve. Um, I try to remind people like how many, for instance, I'll ask the three of you, have the three of you ever taken yourself out on a date f just for yourself? <laughs> so at the beginning um, of the year, we spoke no. about... Um... We spoke about New Year's resolutions at the beginning of the year, and this was literally my New Year's resolution this year. So, I've, have you done it yet? Yeah, I've been taking myself out pretty much every weekend since then. And, and how has it made you feel? Honestly, the the just the mental boost, like right as a whole, right? Like just and that's the, no, go go ahead. Okay, I was just gonna say, and that's the thing is like we don't realize that we need to do these these amazing things for ourselves as well because we do feel it. It might be weird in the first few times that you try it, but we need it. And so, um, for myself, you know, I've now found my safe haven, the place that I go to whenever I'm I'm at breaking point or whenever work's getting tough or whenever the relationships get hard, and that's the beach for me. Um, I, I leave my phone at home and I just I go enjoy that that energy of you know the waves flowing the rocks having the water crash into them and so now I always tell people you know find a find your safe haven you never know where you're going to be in life when things are getting so tough that you feel trapped uh, and go to that place that you love and just feel life feel connected to the earth and feel the wind feel the breeze whatever you need to do yeah absolutely I, my safe haven now is archery so love that so I was going to mention you've been doing archery. 
yeah yeah so how's it been going i've been doing it for a few months now and yeah i'm i'm loving it still like usually i would start a hobby maybe take it for like a week or two and like burn myself out with it (laughs) but Mm -hmm. but yeah Yeah, i'm still loving every session that i go to and and that's that's like golf i just escape with golf so i totally understand what you mean with archery yeah Yeah. there's like a pro range that i go to now because obviously professional now so um, (laughs) so there's not usually as many people on the pro range and i often get mornings where it's just me so i can like put some headphones on and just like like it's really meditative as well to like go through the process of losing an arrow like so yeah like time flies when you're doing it so yeah yeah it's, that's it's a cool. great escape i guess um uh, oh, sorry uh, we're, i guess we're, we're talking about it just now right uh, about uh this our favorite activities i guess that that activity beyond the thing in itself it's really just a place where we can um, let ourselves lose a bit and just be with ourselves. And for me, that that's absolutely swimming. It just changes your perspective so much. It kind of all your sense, all your senses suddenly changes. Um, you know, you're no longer standing. You don't feel the gravity, and you move differently. Uh, and the law of physics changes around you. Um, and it's just a, such a good way to uh, to completely switch away. I think everybody should try to find one of those things. And I guess you know, gaming is this for a lot of people as well. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. That gaming has definitely been that for me. Um, now that I've picked up streaming a lot and been been streaming on a more consistent basis for work and in general, um, I've tried to kind of separate it just so that I can feel disconnected from work. But hundred percent, I know I know so many people that use gaming for that, and and I definitely say do it if that is for you. Uh, it used to be mine for sure. Yeah, yeah. it, it yeah. is a great escape for so many people, and uh, I think having communities like Eblitz where if you don't necessarily want to be alone, but you want to be away from like the things that are happening in like air quotes, your real life to have like a portal where you can find other people that want to play a game with you and just chill out and be positive with gaming too, rather than like jumping into a game and searching for random people to play with. And then having this negativity like blasted at you to have like a platform like eblitz to um, find other positive players and actually bring some like positivity when you're craving it, I think it's yeah. always good. Yeah, completely agree. Um, I think uh, echo everything you guys have said. If uh, anyone's listening, just got to find that activity or just any little thing that brings you happiness, peace, clear your mind. It's definitely a big thing, and it? it helps you out a lot more than you realise when you do start. Um, obviously giving back to yourself a little bit as well so uh yeah i think that is very important um and obviously bringing it back to the the streaming side of things and um mentioning some things that you that you've enjoyed about streaming i wanted to know what is your favorite thing though about uh streaming oh there's so many good things about streaming (laughs) um if i had to if i had to pinpoint one i'd probably I'd probably just say, you know, being able to create a space for you. Um, and I've, I've talked with so many new streamers and they all talk about creating their, their, creating their space and, and that they're, you know, that they're trying to imitate this or do this or copy this from, you know, Ninja or Dr. Lupo. But, um, you know, I learned the hard way and I did that same thing. I, I tried copying, copying Lupo and how he streamed because I, I really did look, look up to Dr. Lupo at the time. But uh, I started to notice like I wasn't doing anything that I actually enjoyed doing. I was copying somebody. And any I, I truly believe anytime that you copy somebody, you're not doing what you're best at or you're not doing what you're going to enjoy because it's not yours. And so um, 
the hardest thing or the best piece of advice I could ever give to anybody is, is whenever you create or whenever you're starting, especially a stream, make this for you. And I know it sounds so weird because in essence, your viewers are going to be the ones that are watching. But if you don't enjoy what, what it is that you're pushing or what it is that you're doing or putting out for the world to enjoy, uh, you're eventually going to get burnt out and tired of doing this. And so my first time ever streaming, I think I was 18 years old and I did that for a couple months and I was streaming like eight hours a day. Um, however, I found myself not really, not really growing or not really doing anything. And it was because I was never doing the things that I loved. And so, um, my favorite thing is, I guess, just having the space that I want and, and being okay with the fact that not everybody likes it. And that's totally okay. That's the beautiful thing about Twitch is there's so many platforms. There's so many people. There's so many games that you will find the thing that you love. And that's the reminder to all of you. Like, What happens if you're the most unique person? What happens if your ideas, if you don't copy anybody, are the best ideas that Twitch could ever have or could ever see? And if you just trusted your gut and trusted your feelings and emotions, what happens if you'd be the best Twitch streamer out there? Like what happens if you average 55,000 people because you trusted yourself? You know what I mean? So um, for me, it would be just being able to, to, to uniquely create a, uh, a unique special place for everybody to utilize for sure. Yeah, I think that's very interesting, actually. Uh, being unique and just doing things that you enjoy it probably would come over or come across as well a lot better on stream, I'd assume, as well, because you're enjoying yourself. As a result, you're the, the best version of yourself. And then and, I think the people that are watching can really, you know, connect with something like that. Well, and I mean, you think about it. I would say mm, probably 60% of the world that is on Twitch has seen Ninja Stream, right? Like, mm -hmm. there, was a, there was a point where they had like a million people in there. Drake was on their channel. Like, people, people have seen Ninja. If you copy Ninja, people have already seen Ninja. And so if you're doing what Ninja does, it's not new to them. It might be actually very boring now that they're coming and finding the streamer who's just being somebody else. And so you're, you're probably going to lose people a lot faster than you actually think. Um, I believe they say that like you've got 30 seconds or it might even be less than that might be 10 to 15 seconds to grab somebody's attention, um, to have them come back to your community. So, so be unique, be you and have fun with it. Never, never try to, you know, limit yourself because somebody thinks your idea is bad or your, your idea is weird. Um, your idea is your idea and let it, let it run wild. Yeah. Definitely, definitely echo those uh, sentiments for sure. Um, and then the last question that we have down here before I hand it over to Sir uh, is: um, Is there any tips that you'd give to aspiring streamers slash YouTubers slash content creators as a whole? Ah, uh, my, I'll give a few. Uh, my biggest one is get after it. Um, you know, you are the effort you put in, the the time that you put in will show. Um, if you if you think that you're gonna make it in one month, it, you probably aren't. Um, I think I think they said point zero 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 one percent of streamers make it in their first year. So uh, if you're that lucky individual, you know, kudos to you. But get after it and be okay with streaming for two three years before you ever get anywhere. I think Ninja streamed for five years before they ever averaged a hundred or two hundred people. I could be wrong on that number, but I do know that they streamed for an extensive amount of time before ever really making it. Uh, turn your view counter off. I've seen so many streamers that like they streamed like two, three people. They they're like, yeah, I have my view counter on. It's always sad. I never see it go above five. It's like, 
So you are visually seeing this number at three, which is then bringing your motivation down because you're not seeing so many people watching you, which is then impacting the way that you stream, which then if I join your stream and I see that you're down because there's not enough people in there, I'm going to leave because you're not, you're not being fun. You're not being different. You're not being you. You're being, you're being sad. Um, mm -hmm. So view counter off. Uh, market more than you stream. I, I have so many people tell me, I stream 10 hours a day. And it's like, why? Why Why are you doing that? And it's like, well, isn't that what I'm supposed to do? Isn't that how I grow? No, 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 no. If you want to grow, spend more time marketing. And what I mean by that is, you know, go and spend time in other people's streams. Um, I spend hours on hours on, I spend more time in other people's streams than I do streaming myself. Um, the reason is, is if I don't get to know other communities, why would they ever come in and get to know me? And the biggest piece of advice, never join somebody's stream and just type in chat, especially for your first time. Hey, you should come check out my channel. I stream blah, 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 blah. I'm for I, I'm very nice uh, in this realm. At least I feel I am. I usually you know tell people, hey, you know, yes, I will come follow you. However, you know, I highly recommend not doing this uh, in the future, as most people are just going to ban you. This is not the right way to do it. Uh, but what you want to do is you know just spend time there, get to know them, ask them questions uh, about them, not about you. Ask them questions about them, get to know them, and eventually, eventually they might ask. It doesn't mean they're going to but they might ask if you stream. And if they do, then that's your chance to plug it in. You know, uh, I see so many people, they immediately, they'll join a stream and say, hey, I stream Monday, Friday, come join my channel, hit me with a follow. Uh, and speaking of follow, the whole follow for follow thing, please, please, please uh, don't do that. What it ends up happening is you end up getting like a thousand followers when in reality, they're just the follow for follow. They actually don't care about your content. Uh, I try mm -hmm. to tell people, like, I would rather, if I'm a new streamer, I'd rather have five followers, knowing that all five of those followers are going to come watch every time that I go live if they're around, rather than having a thousand people knowing that one person might join, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Definitely. Uh, last little piece of tip, um, or two, I guess I got two more. Uh, ask streamers questions that are appropriate at appropriate times. Um, maybe you want to learn how somebody did uh, their graphics. Ask them. There's nothing wrong with it. If you want to know how they got their mic to sound so good, ask them. If you want to know about their camera quality, their lights, ask questions. Um, in, in my opinion, if a streamer, unless they're like the, the top streamers like um, Dr. Lupo, Ninja, Nick Merckx, they're likely not going to take the time to answer your question question unless you send them some massive donation, which I highly recommend not doing there to make enough money. Um, you know, go ask these, go ask a little bit smaller streamers, like people with a thousand, maybe a couple hundred viewers, you know, ask them how they, how they got to this point or ask them about their setup. Um, and then another thing, meet people with similar size communities. Um, try to grow with those people. Uh, try to learn from those people. Try to host events with them. Um, a lot of times I see people that have like one follower, one viewer, and they are only trying to join people with like 50 viewers. Well, a lot of times those 50 viewer communities aren't going to want to give you their effort and their time because what are they getting out of it? And so I always say, go find some communities with like five people that are watching them and just see if maybe you can do a co-stream one day where you guys are going to stream together uh, and maybe their community and their channel will come follow you and check you out a little bit. And then eventually as you grow, you guys can grow together. So uh, those are my mm -hmm. tips, my tips and tricks if you want to, if you truly want to make it on Twitch or as a content creator oh, absolutely yeah. also talking about events you know a small plug eblitz event system coming soon coming very soon very i believe soon. yeah I, I, I think Aaron, i don't know i don't want to tread on any toes Aaron, <laughs> if uh... <laughs> uh, i think i think we're close enough to talk about it and I, I think the motivation behind that is exactly uh um the the thing that michael was describing um because you know, at least I personally had a lot of fun just going in between small streams 
and seeing how they pull communities together and just create something fun and something to do. And that just a different level of engagement, you know, as a as a viewer of streams, I feel a small streams with 20 people as a completely different experience as uh, as watching Ninja or, or, oh, yeah. or something. You know, the latter is more of a show, right? You know, you're you're just a happy audience and you pass by. Um, whereas the the former is is a community. You're you're involved there. Um, it's there's just no comparison. And I feel the the I don't know for anybody else, and many might disagree. And to me, the the magic of streaming really came from that that little community feel. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I know it's very difficult for people to get discovered. Uh, and and that's why I think it, it sort of prompted me to to create this new feature where I kind of <laughs> will kind of bring out the essence of what used to be fun about those streams, which is the interaction, and and bring that to the forefront uh, of the exposure experience, so that people who actually invest the effort to put together you know little events and little sort of play with a play with your audience um, kind of activity really uh, really get, get exposed uh, on eblitz because you know our exposure model is is very different uh, it's much more easier for it's much more easy uh, it's much easier to get discovered on our platform compared to twitch <laughs> yeah i agree with that and your guys's platform too is is outstanding i mean i haven't been able to talk much on it but just from the the peaks and previews i've seen this is this is going to be the, if it's not already, it's going to be the next big thing. And I'm excited to, to be able to kind of utilize it and use it with you guys. So definitely excited. I really appreciate it, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah for absolutely. sure. Thanks very much. And um, yeah, definitely exciting times. And like Michael said, he has seen the sneak preview as well. So look forward to those community events. But I also want to say as well, yeah, really good tips for any uh, aspiring streamers and content creators out there. So definitely start implementing them and hopefully you'll see some growth as well. Um, sir, do you have any questions that have come in or anything uh, else to ask Mike? Yeah. Uh, Michael, sorry. I have, a, I have a couple, yeah. So um, someone's asked, and I can attest to this already, someone asked, do you find uh, do you find yourself hosting smaller streamers a lot and like trying to pass your community on to others? And I've seen plenty of your streams now where you've been hosting like smaller streamers i actually learned about um the tesla family through your stream and i love yes. watching them now so they're amazing how how kind of how important is it to you to like pass your community on to other like-minded individuals and communities so i i have a hard time um with with twitch and and the reason being and, and nothing against the top one percent i truly mean this to the to ninja to dr lupo to um chica i mean the list is endless of the 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 top one percent streamers you're all amazing the effort that you've put in pokemane yada 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 so good um but i i have a really hard time just Knowing that there's people that, you know, you average 50,000 viewers and you only raid, you know, another top one, one percent of streamers when in reality, is that going to make that big of an impact for that person? Probably not. They're already, they're already top one percent. They're already making millions. They're, they're okay. But imagine if Ninja went and raided somebody random with maybe two viewers, right? Maybe they had five followers. Could you imagine the impact or the difference that that would make on that individual's day or on that individual's week or possibly even month? Um, there's a lot of people that never get exposure. And so to be able to just bring a little bit of joy or a little bit of um, love into somebody's chat, 
is a is a blessing that I get to do. Um, I'm also very fortunate that my community is is understanding of what my mission is on Twitch and that, you know, we're a loving, inclusive, uh, we are a caring community, we're a supportive community. Like our community is more around support than we are even around gaming. Like that is why we are there. And so uh, that's one of my favorite things to do though, is being able to bring this loving ball of people into a new community, a new space. And a lot of times I try to make them smaller streamers. Every now and then I, I do a streamer that's a little bit bigger than I am, but not usually. Uh, and my whole intention is I, I know what it's like to stream to nobody. I know what it's like to be with no viewers. I've been there, as has every streamer. And so uh, just to be able to like show them, hey, you will eventually, you know, you're going to eventually see this in your chat. You're eventually going to see this many followers daily. Just continue to grind and believe in yourself because I think so many of us give up on our dreams or on a goal of ours just because we're not hitting our mark yet. In in reality, you might have been thirty seconds away from from hitting that that you needed to to blow up, or maybe you were you know one swing of your pickaxe away from the gold at the end of the tunnel, but you got tired and you left because you you just didn't want to go anymore. And so, um, you know, if you're passionate about it, believe in yourself and believe in it, and and that's kind of where I'm at with Twitch. It's like I believe in the people that are trying, uh, and I want to do everything I can to help them. And to all of you listening, or to even all of you that are going to tune in and listen later. Uh, if you ever need help on Twitch, uh, I truly mean this. I don't care how big I ever get. You're more than welcome to look me up on Twitch. It's just you, Thera, pretty basic and simple. Uh, I always am offering assistance. If you want to learn how to use Twitch, if you want to learn how to use Streamlabs, if you want to learn audio, lighting, uh, reach out to me. Uh, I will always be willing and I will always be uh, happy to help. Yep. Of course, we have Michael's links below as well. I'm stealing Luke's line now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No. Um... <laughs> Yeah, all good. Also, I was going to say, it's a shame we don't have Ronan in here this week. He's a little bit busy, but we had him on last week, I think it was. And he can definitely mm -hmm. attest to having that like top streamer because he streams as well, as well as being one of our community moderators. He streams and he maybe averages 10 viewers a stream. But then yeah. he had that like moment a couple of years back where one of the top Rocket League streamers raided or hosted him. And he still like talks about it to this day as like a major learning experience for him as a streamer so yeah i think it's it's always nice for the um the big guys to be looking out for the little guys do you do the three of you know or do either any of you know who nick a30 is yep yep so yeah. nick, a, nick a30 rated me that was probably nine months ago maybe a year ago now to this day uh, i'll never forget that i will truly i will remember that till the day i die and and um, part of that is because, you know, I, I, I watched Nick A30 so much. I've, I've seen their gameplay. I've, I've witnessed their kindness in chat. And so, um, that's the thing, right? If, if Nick A30 would have gotten rated Ninja, I promise you, and I can guarantee this and say this so wholeheartedly, Ninja would not, it would not impact Ninja to the point where Ninja would remember this and hold on to this for the rest of their life because it really didn't make that much of a difference in their income or in their life or in their moment or in their day because they're already used to it. For me and my community, we were on cloud nine, right? Like that was one of the best things that has happened to us in, in, in time. Like it, 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 it not only brought joy and love to us, it just made us feel seen. And so many of us uh, small streamers, we never feel seen. And so being able just to get a glimpse of what it could be like or what it feels like to be kind of in their position is really, really cool. And, and I truly, I, I know Nick A30 does it a lot, but I, I hope in time more big streamers give a little love to the smaller, smaller individual, truly. Absolutely. Because yeah, it means so much more. Oh, it does. Mm -hmm. It really does. Michael, let me ask you, how, how did that feel? It sounds like a very vivid memory. 
Uh, say that one more time, sorry. How do you not feel like when you were raided by Nikkei 30? Suddenly, uh, thousands of people on your screen. I mean, yeah, we were we were raided, I believe it was with 10,500 people. Um, I... To be honest with you, it was like it was like leaving the planet and going to to a fairy tale. It was like um, it was like living in a dream. And I know that sounds weird, but you literally go from your normal life to a quick instance of of almost celebrity like status. And it it sounds weird, but how many of us have ever had ten thousand people messaging us at one time? I haven't. You know, I truly haven't. That was the first experience of that, and it was mind boggling. But it was so it, it made me feel loved. Even if there might have been some hate in chat, it made me feel loved and connected. Um, I do wish, though, I, I, I really do wish this. I tried to send Nick A30 a care package, but it didn't end up working out at the time because of COVID and stuff. Uh, and I, I, I hope to do that before uh, the end of my time on Twitch, just to thank them, uh, because I don't think he realized how much that meant to the community and to our youth. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, think, I think Ronan said it as well. Like when, when I think it was only maybe I say only it was two thousand or so viewers that he got raided with, and oh, his, so many. His mind just went blank. He was talking about he didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to stream anymore, and he was so thankful to have like a moderator or a team of moderators in his channel to like keep him grounded at that moment to like remind him <laughs> you have to do this 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 like do do you think it do you have a team yourself i know you have some other youth here like moderators in your chat do you are you like thankful f to have them like on your oh. shoulder oh my my uh, my moderators save me daily um whether it's just you know getting me refocused or uh reminding me to talk about specific things or you know uh telling me that i miss somebody in chat because i i'm really really to me uh engagement on chat is the most important thing that a content creator could do that's for me uh and everybody's different right there's some some content creators that they care the most about their gameplay and that's totally cool that's what they push um but for me it's the the communication part and so when I had uh, when I had that ten thousand person raid, I'm super fortunate. Uh, Youth Era is a nonprofit, so we're a legitimate organization. We've got probably thirty staff, if not a little bit more or a little bit less. But uh, our company said all hands on deck, and we had basically all of our staff members tune into Twitch. So I had a lot of help. Uh, I was very fortunate. Not everybody has that, and I know that, but. Um, it was just this surreal feeling uh, for all of us, including the moderators. I mean, they even they even felt some of that euphoria and just that 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 love. I guess you could say it. It was it was an experience that I don't know if I'll ever see or feel again in my lifetime. Uh, but it was it was so unique and so special. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we'll get you there, Michael. We're gonna help <laughs> you for stand up. <laughs> love it. We'll send our free viewers <laughs> over. Don't worry. Love it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I had one one last question that's mainly for us here at eBlitz for you to answer, actually. And of course, here at eBlitz, we're like dedicated to like providing a safe, healthy, happy environment for our players. And we just wanted to ask you if you had like any advice on safeguarding, like what we could kind of do as a company to make sure that our players are safe and happy. <sighs> the the online world, I, I, I try to be honest with people. I don't like to sugarcoat. I don't like to lie. No, absolutely. Um, but the online world is, is, a, is a very open place. Um, there's hate in the world. There's also a lot of love in the world. It just matters. It just matters of kind of where you're at, what finds you or what's around you um, from my perspective. And so, you know, if depending on the community that you're trying to create and, and the space you're trying to create, 
um, just really listening to the people that are participating or helping or being a part of your startup or a part of your community uh, would be really, really important. But also keeping them accountable um, just because say that, you know, I'll give an example. Say, for instance, you know, you three were like, hey, Mike, uh, we want you to be a part of eBlitz. Uh, this is what we're going to do for you, yada, yada, yada. And then, well, maybe a month goes by and all of a sudden you guys start to notice, well, maybe Mike is not who you all thought Mike was. Maybe Mike is actually this rude person. Uh, you get what I'm kind of saying? Uh, you, you start to notice these tendencies. Well, then eBlitz would make the decision, okay, we thought we were wrong. Unfortunately, Mike, you know, we're going to remove you from eBlitz moving forward. Uh, because your vision should be what's best for eBlitz for the entirety of eBlitz, not maybe just for this one user or maybe just because this person started with you. And so um, have your vision, have your have your um, thoughts and feelings and the things that matter to you. So, you know, if you want this to be a safe and loving space, if somebody is not safe and loving, maybe you have to remove them. Uh, and it can be difficult at times, but but holding those values true to you and so close to you, that will help you guys tremendously. Um, and just know, Hate does find its way in. Uh, bad people find their way in. And when they do, just bounce with it, uh, roll with it, uh, take the punches as they come, and then make the adjustments. That's what we do. And just keep continue to roll. And I always say, never let never let those moments win, the, the bad moments. If they if you let them win, then you know you kind of give up on yourself and just believe that you can overcome things. Yeah. Awesome. Definitely some, uh, some great advice. to jump in on this point because that is 100% of our belief here at eBlitz. You know, I don't think... We're naive to believe that we can stem out hope and undesirable behavior at source. You know, we don't have a crystal ball and we can't do mind control. Uh -huh. But the whole the whole genesis of our product build is the people who do not fit into this. You know, uh, uh, to what we're trying to build here, they don't have to. Uh, they don't have to be exposed. And the people who do not want to be exposed to undesirable behavior have a chance to walk away very quickly and very gracefully <laughs> if they do come across it. So, um, you know, I guess we can only protect the perspective. Um, that's absolutely what we're trying to do here. Yeah, I think the, the true victimization are the people who feel stuck at the point of suffering and just suffer silently. Uh, and that's the one thing we try to avoid. It is. And uh, we're always putting in the hard work to do that for sure. But I think um, that'll be a good place to leave it. Uh, obviously, a big thank you to to Michael for joining us, aka Youth Era on Twitch. Uh, we're going to put all your links as well in the description below. So definitely go check them out, um, especially if you're looking for some good positive vibes. Uh, we really do appreciate you taking the time to chat today. Absolutely. And to, to the three of you, I appreciate you uh, just giving, giving me the space to speak with you all, uh, to everybody that's listening or is going to listen. Uh, truly, you know, make the, make the best out of this life that you can. You only get one of them. And so just believe in yourself, trust yourself and remove people out of your life that you feel are negative influences or, or impact you negatively. And I promise you it'll, it'll allow you to propel forward. So much love to you guys. And I hope you all have a beautiful weekend. You too, Mike. Yeah. Likewise. Thanks really a lot, Michael. It. Yeah. Thanks Thank very you. much. Really do appreciate it. And um, if anyone is listening on obviously live podcast um, on playback, sorry, then make sure to check out the eBlitz app. You can download the eBlitz app off Google and uh, iOS Play Stores respectively. And you can also be on the lookout or keep your eyes peeled for a community event feature that we will be releasing very soon. So uh, exciting times there. And um, we do do this podcast slash town hall every Friday, usually 3 p.m., sometimes 4 p.m., depending on guests and, and timing. 
But if you want to do join in live, then join our Discord and you can get your questions in too for any of our guests. Um, I don't think I've missed anything, have I, Aaron? Is there anything else to update on yeah. the side of things? All good. I think we've got it. All good. Okay. All Super. right. That's good then. <laughs> and obviously, <laughs> thanks to um, Sir of Sir and Aaron for joining as always. Always appreciate a pleasure. it, guys. Right. Yeah, it's been we'll good fun. Yeah, and uh, we'll be back uh, next week to discuss some more gaming. So wherever you're listening to this, we hope you have a great weekend. And uh, we'll be back next week, as I said, to chat some more gaming. Have a nice weekend, guys. See you later.